Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Dolly DeLong. She is a photographer. She's been in business since 2006. And in 2020, she started educating small business owners how to go from scattered to streamlined using powerful tools like Dubsado. This episode is jam-packed with her exact framework, the task method, that's going to walk you through how she utilizes this in her business to really streamline her interactions with potential clients and actually turn those prospects into clients. I had a ton of fun interviewing her. Emily was on a little MIA for this episode, but I still made it work, guys. I can do a podcast alone. Shocking, I know. But If you have yet to dive into Dubsado, I promise you after this episode, you're going to want to. And so I just wanted to give you our link. If you haven't signed up for a free trial yet, go to bossproject.com slash Dubsado. And when you're ready, you're going to want to upgrade. Annual is the best plan. It always is. You can get 50% off your first month or first year with code BOSSPROJECT at checkout. I'm excited for you to dive in and streamline this process, make a really great first impression, and book more clients. Enjoy. Hey, Dolly. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat more about just getting shit done and like (laughs) working with clients in a format that just makes sense. Because I think back to the days when I was working one-on-one with clients and I have this intense anxiety that comes up for me because while I would consider myself like a decent designer and I put out a quality product... I wouldn't say I had the best systems in place to manage the client workflow. And it was a lot of checking email obsessively and trying to make everyone happy at the same time and losing my sanity in the process. So I think what you're going to cover today is really going to make a difference for people so that they can have a bit more 
structure to how they handle clients and client onboarding. And I'm just excited to dig in. But before we do, can you just give me a little bit of background on to like how you even started developing this system? Yeah, definitely. Well, I just want to say thank you again for having me. I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm a big fan, big listener, and you guys are great. Okay, so I'll try to be very condensed about where this framework came from that I'm about to share. But hello to everyone on the podcast. My name is Dolly. Just a little bit about me. I am a photographer, primarily a Nashville-based family and personal branding photographer. And I have pivoted over because hashtag 2020, learning how to pivot. I am learning how to educate others using my task framework. So yeah, well, and it sounds like you had what a lot of people did the challenge of okay, the world is shifting, I need to make an adjustment. And you know, I think you're smart cookie, because you decided to instead of panic and just think, oh, there's no way I can land clients right now. You were like, okay, let's focus on teaching how I was able to effectively work with clients in a way that I think made a lot of sense. So props to you for that. But let's dig into the actual framework itself. From what I know, it's called the task method. And I'm excited to dive in. So tell me a little bit more about what task stands for. Yeah, so task stands for thinking, T. A is actions and automations. S is for systems and social media. And K is for knowledge. I know like it, it could be like task, but just like let's keep it simple at task. And sure. something I say to myself all the time is, how can you stay on task? How can you be more streamlined? And so that's kind of like where this framework came from. And I guess I didn't really explain myself very well. I still am primarily a family and branding photographer, but I love teaching business systems to other business owners. And so that's kind of where this framework came from. Well, teach it, tell people because people want to know, like, how can I make this simpler? Because at the end of the day, I don't know a single creative person that runs a business that says, you know what, I just really love the business side of running a business. (laughs) And like, I didn't really start this business to be creative. Like it was really because I loved accounting and spreadsheets and systems and tools. And I'm no, like we all started because we had a passion for something specific for you. It was photography. For me, it was design. And we want to do more of that thing. That's why we started our business. And I, I don't know about you, but I was just like completely shocked and blown away when I started just how much the other stuff, the stuff that's not why you started your business started to take over my life. And you're right. Staying on task is really hard sometimes because you want to do the fun things. You want to do the creative things. And if there was a way to simplify that, it might it might feel better. So how is this being utilized inside your business? Yeah. So like I said earlier, it's kind of like my framework that I use as a filter for it sounds overwhelming, but pretty much everything within my business. So I use it to set up when I set up my own workflows. I like go through the task framework when I create 
my courses. I have several online courses all about automation and training in certain aspects of business. I use the framework, the task framework for that. So I pretty much use it for everything within my business and how I communicate in my blog posts. And I try to keep it very simple, but I know an outsider looking in, it sounds, it looks like a crazy person is like, like writing everything down about staying on task, but no, it will all make sense. <laughs> no, for sure. Well, let's dig into the actual framework. So let's talk more about the first part, which is those thinking and actions or actions and automations is the second step. Sorry. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about like what that means to you, that first stage. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening and you are a brand new business owner and just thinking about like setting up a workflow, it can seem very overwhelming. So something that I like to like take a step back and not just a deep breath, but also just to think about the client journey from like, ideally, how would you like your client to go from start all the way to finish? And there are many different steps in between. So it's not just like a clean point A to point B. It's, there's there's going to be a lot of mini steps in between from start to finish. And so this portion, I think it takes some time because you actually have to sit down and either write it out or you can type it out if you don't like writing. But I think there you really have to be intentional and strategic with how you want your client process or workflow to look like for a specific service. Yeah, for sure. You want it to be seamless. You want it to feel intentional. You want you want to be a step or 17 ahead of your clients. Yeah. And that definitely does take a lot of thought and thinking through the process. And for me, when I've tried to outline like what it takes to work with a client, I found that it's best to a like, like you're saying, really get it out on a sheet of paper, really type it out, walk through everything you can think of. But the only way you're really going to ultimately know, in my opinion, is reference this while you're actively going through a client project, because inevitably, you're going to forget something, you're going to forget a step, you're going to forget a little piece of the puzzle. And it could be super minor, but you're not going to really know until you just like go through the thing. So I love that though. I just also wanted to say like, I embarrassingly, like in the very beginning stages of my own photography journey. So like I started this journey 10 years ago, not the systems process, but the photography journey. And I felt like I was just flying by the seat of my pants. Sure, It made it really stressful for me. And some people like that, but I'm not like that at all. And so when I started actually mapping out every service I have and thinking through the client journey, that made it, I don't know, it kind of made it less stressful for me and it gave me perspective. So kind of like what you were saying. So I definitely have been figuring out like how to tweak it along the way. So it's always ebbing and flowing. Yeah. I'm excited to dive into this next step because To me, the next piece of the puzzle, and I I think you're hitting the nail on the head, is you have to identify of the steps you're talking about, which ones do you need to be doing yourself versus which ones can ultimately be automated. So action versus automation. So talk to me a little bit more about that. Okay. So let's say ideally you've decided, okay, I'm going to write down all of my workflow for one specific service that I offer for my client. So write down maybe like, 
I'm just like thinking of this off the top of my head, maybe like put the letter A beside the ones that can be automated. So if you know that you're always sending out the same email to an inquiry, maybe you can automate that email. And I know that I do that a lot within Dubsado, which I will give more example to that later. But go down that list now that you've like literally brain dumped your entire workflow process and like write down the letter A for automation on how it can be automated and what steps you need to take in order to automate it. And this, I think this part takes the most time because you actually have to manually do it on the front end, but then in the long run, it saves you so much time. Yeah, I know most people's hesitation to automating anything is the upfront time. And like, they're like, it'd just be easier for me to just do it. And it's like, well, yeah, it would once. Yeah. But this is the reason you're automating it is so that you never have to do it again. Exactly. Or at least you don't have to do it again until there's like a major system update or there's a major kind of shift. And I don't know. I just think that makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you do it that way? Also, like, who remembers all the steps off the top of their head? Like, I don't. Like, maybe there are people that have great memories, but I I definitely have like what you call mom brain. Like, my brain is so scattered and I'm thinking about 10 million things at once. And so it's just nice to like have it all written out and then know exactly what needs to be automated. I did that ahead of time. And then I don't have to worry about for my next client, I don't have to be scattered and rushed. Right. Right. You don't. You can just focus on what the task is at hand. But I think when we start thinking about what can be automated, it sometimes feels a little bit tricky. Like, yeah. You're like, well, can this be? Or is it still going to be easier if I do it? Or is it different for every client? Can you give us some insight onto, like, maybe there's some things that, you're holding on to that you really need to like dive deeper into and how it could be automated. What are your some tips there? I keep on going back to the email example. I know there's probably like thousands of other examples I could be using, but we are as small business owners. I know that we're all somehow in our inboxes all the time, like either in the morning, the afternoon or in the evening, or like me, sometimes I, I'm even like glued to my phone, checking my email, which is not a good habit to have. But I would say the reason why this is so important to like, just do the step, do the dang work and write out all your most used responses that you would use within a definite workflow. And you can go in and tweak it within Dubsado. You can even have, what is that step called where you approve? Is it the approval button? Am I thinking about that right? I think so. Yeah, it's kind of like your training wheels into workflow. So if you are not that comfortable in like making sure like everything is like automated, you can make a button in Dubsado and it says, approve this step before it goes out. And then that way you can look it over, hit approve, and it could go out immediately without you having to like tweak the email or I don't know, like without you having to be worried like, oh no, it went out at this time. I wanted it to go out at this time. So Dubsado offers, I know that their training videos call it training wheels or 
trading steps. And I really like that term because it kind of like gets your feet wet into the world of automation. But at the same time, it kind of allows you to have like control over when the steps happen so that you can feel more comfortable. Well, and I know if we're specifically talking about workflows and email, I know one of the biggest hesitations I hear from people is, well, I don't want it to seem canned or I don't want it to feel automated. And my biggest thing here is the way to have it not appear that way is for you to write it in your own voice. And you don't have to rewrite it for every client for it to feel authentic but you writing it originally is going to make a big difference. And that doesn't mean you can't look at another structure or someone else's suggestion on what a canned email might include, but add your spin on it. What are the words that you use? Like what feels like you? Like me saying, hey, or y'all or whatever is that's just how I talk in like real everyday life. I'm not from the South, but that's how I talk. So yeah. I'm going to use words that I would say out loud, but it's going to start to feel really weird if you utilize language that's either too formal for you or I don't know. There's a level of like adding polish and professionalism, but you don't want to go so over the top that you feel like it's not, it's no longer you. your words. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's something that I'll be sharing. Like once we get into like the application part of, okay, how can this look like for me this week? What can I do? So I will be talking about how you can kind of like add your voice at the very beginning of the process through video. So that way, when a client wants to work with you, they see you, they hear you. And then your next emails, they kind of like hear your I know that sounds crazy. They hear your No, they do. It's so true. You can meet someone. I'm, well, although if you guys have been around the podcast a while, you remember the episode where I literally lost my mind because some people don't have an inner voice and I can't handle it. But story for another day. But I would say at least people like me, not everybody, not everybody has an inner voice, but if they do, my inner voice likes to impersonate other people. And so when I'm reading a text from my mom or my sister or a friend or whatever, I can hear their voice in my head. But maybe my my inner voice is a poser and likes to pretend it's other people. Who knows? Who knows? It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So we've, we've thought about it. We've written down everything we can yes. automate. We've written some stuff. Okay, let's talk about systems and social media. And I'm curious how these two tie together. Some of it ties together and some of it doesn't. But I didn't want to make the framework like a long S, so I just kept it short. <laughs> but systems, in my mind, works means workflows. And also S stands for, in the task, stands for social media. So what I'm encouraging, I try to do this myself as much as possible. I always think about, okay, if I have a either a new contact form up that will attach to a certain workflow or an intake form I need to attach to a certain workflow, where can I put it? On what social media platforms can I put it in so that it all attaches seamlessly together? So if I... 
am creating a pin on Pinterest, for example, the social media part, and I'm wanting to lead others to, let's say, an intake form for a webinar I'm hosting. How can I attach that workflow together? So, no, I get it. I hear you. Okay. So, for those of you whose heads just exploded, let me just explain what I heard you say. And I think this will make so much sense to you guys. So, to this point, you've been working forward on your client experience, everything from the point of contact to working through you in this process. Now, we're going to back it up and see how we can attach it to the leads process. So we're working backwards. I love that because ultimately I think especially creative people, especially you service-based babes are really good at hiding how people can work with you. (laughs) You're like, I I want them to talk to me first or like they need to go to this part of my site or no, like you need it to be so obvious, so evident. You need it to be everywhere. Like say you were a designer and you made these beautiful logos. What if instead of when they click on the logos, instead of it going to a portfolio page that it landed them on your services page about logo design? Like (laughs) It's hard, but I do think it takes like a different way of thinking because it's so easy to just think through, I want to say the old school way of doing stuff, which not that, not that old school is bad. I still think relationships and like relationship management is massive and we need to be getting to know people and we need to be networking and that's all important. But if you are driving traffic from anywhere Like, why would you not tell people how they can work with you? Exactly. And like, also a lot of us, I know for myself, like a lot of us who listen to your show, like we're one women shows, like we are running the whole operation. So we have to be our own marketers in very unique ways. And so one of the ways I do that is to drive traffic to like different contact forms that lead to specific workflows. Like I attach those workflows to like, let's use Instagram, for example. So I have a link, I don't have a link tree page, but I have something similar that I created within my website. And I have like a little button that leads straight to that workflow. So if they want to contact me about like doing Pinterest one-on-one services or like Dubsado services, like they will go straight into that workflow. And it's just like one click away on my Instagram bio or through, I can even automate it in my, my Facebook page. They will click on a button and it'll lead them straight to that workflow. And again, it's, it's an initial process of like writing it all down and mapping it all out. But once you do it, it's just like seamless. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. This is where simplified businesses like shine. I think it's easy to get overwhelmed when you have 75 different product offerings and like a hundred different workflows and 75 different ways for people to contact you. Like this is where we don't say like have one main offer as a form of punishment. Okay. We're doing this because we want you to not have to think so hard, even on the creation side. Cause when you are like constantly switching gears between the kinds of things you're working on, it's a lot, like it changes everything. And I don't, I don't care what kind of product or service you're putting out into the world, but if, if it varies too much, there's just all this decision fatigue. So if you're starting to get overwhelmed with how many workflows you need to set up, I'm guessing you actually need to simplify how many things you're offering first. Yeah. And that way this process will feel way less intimidating. Yeah, that's true. I used to offer before like I like the favorite term niching down before I niched down, I used to offer like 12 to 15 different things within my business. And now I only offer four main things within my business and I created workflows for each of them. And it's simple. 
It's so simple. You guys need to listen. We don't say this because we're mean. We say it because we love you and we want you to be successful and make more money. Okay, okay, okay. I'm off my high horse. All right, tell me about knowledge, which is the K in task. So this is also very, well, all of them are really important components, but this is like even something as simple as your contact form or something as simple as a landing page, anything within your website or brand what knowledge is the visitor leaving with? Like, what value are they leaving with? Because like, I know the average person spends about seven, was it seven to 10 seconds on your website, and then they're gone. So think about what I know, this is seems stressful, but what knowledge can they leave, like with and remember you by because, again, you need to have at least minimum eight impressions in order for somebody to start, oh yeah, this is what she does. So this is what this service provider does. So that first impression should leave them with some little nugget of value. Right. Well, and the, this is where it's all about giving more than taking. And I think it's hard to get in that mindset, but I literally just got off the phone. So my sister got laid off during COVID, like so so many of you guys, she's an interior architect. And today she has her first interview and I'm so excited for her, but that's besides the point. The point was we were doing interview prep and I was being the ultimate big sister and giving her advice that she didn't ask for. And I was like, okay, so just rule of thumb. And this is, this is for getting a job, but clients are no different. They're hiring you. Okay. And I was like, Rule of thumb, they ask you a question. The answer is not how it applies to you. The answer is how it best applies to them. And so this is a very specific example, but she's an interior architect. She's worked in the world of manufacturing. And this specific job is actually for like a product company, not, not on the design side. So they actually sell to other architects and other firms and yada, yada. And so I was like, talk up the surfaces you spec, not the kind of projects you performed. It'll make all the difference. And she's like, yes. And she's like, you can just hear her like brain going off. So the the same thing applies to you guys. Like when you're thinking through what's the impression I need to make, think far less what you want them to think of you and think far more about if I were to hire someone to do this exact same thing, what do I immediately need to know? Just to rattle off like 17 examples really quick. Like if you're a photographer, when are the next sessions you can book for? Are you booking for the next holiday? Are you booking for the next wedding season? Are you actually booked out and good luck getting a spot? Like if you're a designer, what's your typical turnaround time for a project? Like, are you several months out? I I think sometimes it's almost like frequently asked questions molded into what are like the top things people would want to know before hiring you, but all delivered in under 10 seconds. So (laughs) it's fine. No, no small order, no small, like you got this. It's fine. If you are listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. Just like, again, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Like this is a constant ebb and flow process for me. And I like, and I know it probably is for you guys as well. And so we're, this is an evolving process and you will 
you will get, it's like a muscle. Like you will get better over time. You will get stronger over time. Maybe I shouldn't have used muscle because I don't really work out that much, but. (laughs) Honestly, you are talking to, we, (laughs) anyway, it's honestly a little sad. Emily isn't here today to, she would have something to say to that comment for sure. Anyway, I love this. I think it makes a lot of sense. We're really thinking through, if you think about the whole flow, we're thinking through what it's like to work with someone, what tasks we can take out and take off your plate and automate. We're thinking through not only the process after someone contacts you, but how do they even get to the point where they know that they can. And then when they land there, what are the things they need to know top of mind right away? That's the whole flow in 10 seconds, guys. Okay. So boom, baby. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I think the piece of the puzzle that's just going to like add the icing on top for everyone is thinking through an example of how you could implement this in your business utilizing Dubsado. So for those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure you're living under a rock. You guys know that we love Dubsado. (laughs) We think it's an amazing tool. And I say that because... It didn't exist when I ran my business and it makes me so mad because it would have made, I would have still done clients. You, you probably would have never heard this show because I, I would have not quit that part of my life. But I think this so applies, like taking this framework and implementing it inside of Dubsado is going to be game changer for you. So Dolly, walk me through, how do you implement this? Where do you start What's your process like? Yeah. So let's start with the most like basic process. So somebody who is getting their feet wet with Dubsado, they can do this today. They can work on it this week and experience an immediate win and be won over by Dubsado. So that's my hope for everyone. So let's start with the contact form. So that is what Dubsado calls that the lead capture form. And so just for easiness so that we can all remember, I'm going to call it the contact form. So when a person is visiting either your, let's assume you have a website, a basic website. Let's say they visit your website. That is going to be one of their first impressions of you. And so I try, I have created like this system called how to create a contact form that wows using the task method. And again, like I use the task method for pretty much every aspect of my business, but in relationship to the contact form, this is what I do. So in Dubsado, I know in order for it to actually be a lead capture form and for them to file it as a new client when they fill out your contact form, you're going to need these three first elements. You're going to need the first name, you're going to need the last name, and you're going to need to ask them what their email address is. So those are three main components that every contact form, lead capture form needs within Dubsado. Now, when you're putting it on your website, make sure it has those three elements. And then, of course, I would say have a drop-down menu of the services you offer. And like, like you were saying, like, keep it very, very simple. Like if you offer 100 services and there's a drop down menu for that, that's going to be very, very overwhelming for a person. So try to keep it very simple. And like, I have maybe up to, I said, like I used to offer, 
I have like four main services. Yeah, four main services that I offer. So when a person clicks over, they know exactly what I offer. So they have some knowledge of what I do. And then if they click over to, let's say they want a maternity photo shoot, because I do a lot of family photography, they will then be entered into a maternity session workflow because you can attach your specific workflows to whatever menu item you have on that drop down menu. And I know some people are like, whoa, that's like so intimidating. I, I can't even move forward. Like, but I promise you, I promise you, you, you can do it. And then another element I add to that is the project sources tab. They call it project sources within Dubsado. And I add that to the contact form area because I really want to know how a person has found me. So that's really asking a visitor, how did you find me? Who referred you to me? And I do this because I want to know where my leads are coming in from. If it's word of mouth or if I need to be focusing my ads for my budget, my budget, marketing budget on like either Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest, because I have a lot of traffic from Pinterest and from Google. And so I like that kind of gives me like a clue in as to where my visitors are coming from. And then I included an element just like a little paragraph text of like, okay, like, do you have any comments or questions for me? Or are you excited about something like where they can type a personal response in? But those are just like literally six, I I think I listed off six things. So six different elements to the contact form. And I really encourage people not to make it into a questionnaire because that's overwhelming, first of all, and they don't work with you yet. And what if a visitor is on their phone and they could quickly like either lose interest or get frustrated and just not fill out your contact. Fastest way to abandon ship is ask too many questions. Exactly. I'd rather a potential client let me know they're a potential client than lose that insight because they just didn't finish. Not that you can't follow up questions, not that you can't have a discovery call, not that you can't send another email with the questionnaire afterwards, but like, keep it simple. I, what, how many questions would you ask? I feel like no more than five, but that's just me. I, on my form right now, I have six questions. That's it. And the sixth one is just like a comment section. Like, hey, like, do you have any comments? Do you have any questions? Or they can even leave that blank. But the first five are like, all required. And it's really fast. Like I've filled it out several times myself and it takes like 30 seconds to fill it out. Sure. Totally. You want to keep it simple. I know you like briefly mentioned that one of the things that you do differently is that you include a video in one of your first emails. So I know you said, okay, based on what they click in the services, they're going to get that specific workflow. But talk to me a bit about that first impression how you're including video. Yeah. Okay. So this is the part that also can intimidate people because first of all, not a lot of people like including myself, like I do not like to be on video and sometimes I don't even like my voice. I'm like, Oh, I feel bad for my son. He has to listen to my mom voice all the time. I'm sorry. But here's the thing, like people in order to start knowing you, liking you, trusting you, like they have to hear you. They have to see your face. And, and there's psychology around like looking at a person I like in their eyes and smiling at them, it, it starts building 
trust, a little bit of trust. And so what I have done is I had to carve out a day where for each of my services, I made a little intro video that I attached to my first email sequence that went out when they filled out my contact form. So let's say, again, let's go back to they somebody filled out a my contact form. They're wanting maternity photos. They hit submit. And then within seconds, Dubsado sends out an automated email that I like set up ahead of time. And it includes a welcome video from me. Now, keep in mind, I, I keep it very general. So I don't obviously say their names in the video. But I say like, hi, my name is Dolly. Thank you so much for filling out my contact form. This is the information you need to know about your maternity photos. So be sure to read this email and respond back and let me know if you have any specific questions, but I made sure to include all the information you need to know in order to make like an informed decision. And and in that first email, my husband makes a lot of fun of me like all the time because I'm very long-winded. Like I am so long-winded when it comes to blog posts or any captions. And so in my first email, it's pretty long, but I cover all the FAQs so that there's no need to go back and forth with a prospective client. And it answers my packaging questions. It answers like photography related questions about that service, that specific service. So that first email is automated. It's set out within seconds of them submitting it. And I have had the best responses because of that, because I like my bookings have gone up in the last year. I started implementing this last year, this time last year. And my bookings have gone up because I know clients are not only reaching out to me for family photography, they're reaching out to at least five other family photographers. But the fact of the matter is like they get that immediate email back with all the information they want, the knowledge that they need. And then they're seeing my face and they're like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll book with you. We, I don't know. I, and I always make sure to ask them like, hey, why did you book me? And half of my responses are, oh, you were really efficient and prompt and you seem like a fun person in your video. And I'm like, wow, this stuff works. It makes such a difference. Like I've literally, because someone's utilized Dubsado, I've literally like seen their page, filled out their form, got an email, got stuff scheduled, whatever. And literally was like signed up as a client before someone else emailed me back. Mm -hmm. And I think all of that goes to show that it's not that that person is crazy prompt. It's that they have systems to back them up and do the work for them because it's not like you're sitting there waiting for someone to fill no. out the form. And then I'm like hanging them. out with my husband, my son. I'm like, I have a life, you guys. Like, I've had people fill out my contact form at two in the morning, and then they get a response at like two oh one, and they're probably like, "Is she awake?" I'm not awake. I'm sleeping, guys. So this is what I encourage, like new business owners and even like seasoned business owners who like don't have the setup on their contact form. I, I encourage you to do that because it's like one extra step so that your business can be above like other businesses. Like you can be top of mind to that client first because they have information from you. So that's what I do. I like send out an automated email first off when they hit submit. And then the rest of the steps after that are like 
I have to approve those steps depending upon what the response I get back from the client after a day or two. So not everything is automated after that first step. Mm -hmm. I think you can make that call, like depending on what your process is like. It could be that you have sort of like onboarding workflow where you're well, I should say maybe like a lead workflow where you're trying to get them to become a client and then a different workflow that maybe you turn on when they've officially booked. And and it could be different totally based on your service with photography. It might just be they need one prep email before their session to talk about what to wear and like what to avoid and yada yada. But if it's a project where you're working with someone for weeks at a time or months at a time, you might have more emails and that's that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really not that complicated. It's just like that initial first step. I'm a firm believer. Like I will like whatever the term is, that's the hill I will fight on or die on or whatever. I like, I really want to express how important it is to stay top of mind once a person fills out your contact form. So they have all the information right off the bat and the ball is in their court. And then that way you can do your like follow-up sequence, but there's no going back and forth in the initial in the initial get to know you process because they know all the information they need to know to make a well-informed decision. Awesome. Well, I think this has been so informative and I know people have their wheels turning and they're thinking through, okay, here's my next steps. Here's what I need to do. Here's what I need to implement. I've been putting this off. I know it's a thing. I'm ready. Okay. So talk strategy to me. If someone is ready to sit down, use the task framework, create their workflows in Dubsado and like get started. Can you give us like three to five action steps someone should take right away so that they can get this implemented quickly? Yeah. Okay. So the first step is to actually write out, let's say you offer multiple services, take one of those services and write out from start to finish what your work process would look like with a client from start to finish. So that's Action step one. Action step two for for me would be I would encourage you to create a video, like a welcome video of you talking about that service to a client who just filled out your contact form so that they can get to know you. That leaves a good impression to them. They see you, they hear you, and you can set up, you can use your iPhone, you can use your smartphone and just go to a well-lit area of your house. And it doesn't have to be a production. It can literally be like, you're seeing me right now. This is like the wall in my living room and I'm right next to the window. And so it's very, it's very simple, but I know we tend to overcomplicate things because we want everything to be perfect. But that first video is very simple. And if you're like, well, how do I upload it? You can do this for free in Vimeo. And did I pronounce that right? Vimeo. 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 (laughs) Vimeo. That's like the fancy term, I guess, in my head, and YouTube. I do that for free within YouTube. I just like make it a private or an unlisted video. And then I link that up to that first email. So that way I'm not worrying like people are not seeing that on YouTube. And then the third thing I would highly recommend is to, well, this kind of goes hand in hand with the workflow, but write out your email responses ahead of time and put that in the canned responses of Dubsado. So keep it someplace that you can easily either copy paste or you can look over and implement that really quickly in a, in a workflow. Because again, 
it takes a lot of time to sit down and to craft down an email when you're talking to a person that it takes me at least 20 to 25 minutes to like write out an email. So you will save so much time in the long run if you just have some canned emails you can copy paste and then you can tweak them to fit that workflow for you. So those are the three things I would recommend doing right now. And I would say like get started with your contact form and make it very personalized to fit your voice, your brand. And I mean, I wasn't paid to say this. You guys should check out the templates at Boss Project because like they're incredible. Like I've started using them and you can upload your logos, your branding, your colors, all of that. And again, make it personalized and set yourself apart even on the contact page. So please, you guys check it out. And I'm not being paid at all to say <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, if you guys are interested in the templates she's talking about, we have tons of Dubsado based templates at the Creative Template Shop. So you can go there at creativetemplateshop.com slash join and become a member and unlock all of them. It is We come out with new Dubsado related templates every single month. And I love it. Like yeah. it's just so much fun. Well, this has been awesome, Dolly. And I know people are going to want to connect with you in more ways. So where can they find you online? And what can they look forward to from you? Yeah, if they want more business systems training, they can find me on Instagram. And when I say business systems training, I'm like, I teach about systems training with Pinterest and Dubsado and with email marketing. So those are my three areas that I love to talk about and how to better automate your your business. So it's at Dolly DeLong Education, all one word. And then if you just want to check out my photography, it's at Dolly DeLong Photo. And then for your audience, I created a free video training all about how to create a contact form that wows. And so it's kind of an extension of this conversation. It would like literally step by step by step direction. So if you need me to hold your hand virtually, I will hold your hand and you just prepare your hearts to be wowed by contact form. So I will give you the link for that. If you want to look it up, like off the top of my head, it's dollydelongphotography.com forward slash wow. Like, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. W-O-W. Wow. Or you can just like follow the link that I give to Abigail. So. We'll make sure it's in the show notes, but that's so awesome. I know people are going to get so much value out of this and I can't wait to hear about how much easier your client process is now that you've implemented systems. Thank you so much for being on the show and thanks for dealing with just me. I know you guys miss Emily, but I know how to run a podcast without her. Yeah, you're awesome. This is great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. 
Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.